0: The Woodside Church Podcast. Good morning everyone. You're all right? I'm very excited and I'm all right. Thank you so much. What a lovely worship, wasn't it? It's a lovely, lovely morning and praise God. God breaks through. And um, Fran, I really want to appreciate you and thank you because you were echoing what I'm going to preach today. So excellent. It's God. Exactly. It's God. Thank you. And so did everyone else as well. So it all fits in place. And the great preacher's joy forever is like when the worship goes in, you know, perfectly. All well, Thank God. God is good all the time. Um, I'm wearing my flip flops. And uh, Doyne, where's Doyne? Doyne asked me today, she, in the morning, she saw me, flip flops. Are you going to be preaching with your flip flops today? And then I thought, oh, wow, well, that's a good idea. Uh, at least it's biblical. Um, in those days they had only flip-flops they didn't have shoes so i thought i would better do that right Um, we are looking at a wonderful um, series uh, lessons from the wilderness and last week thank god felix amazingly led us so well about the power of intercession how how god broke in hearing the prayers of the people and gave them victory great we've heard of prayer warriors Have you heard of prayer war? You haven't? I hear that every single day in the car when I'm about to drop my kids at work. Um, uh, Sorry, school, not at work. (laughs) I'm not a hard father. Oh, Lord, Jesus. Yes, right. Um, uh, When they go to school. So we have a habit in our house when we get in the car. It's about seven to eight minutes drive, so kids get to pray. They pray for the day. They pray for everyone. Whatever comes to their mind, they pray. Then Elisha prays. Jessica prays. Then I pray. And we all do. Well, I open my eyes and pray. Yes, while driving. Um, um, uh, it starts off. They always want to impress me when they want to pray. You see? bringing you. Lord, Elisha goes, Lord, help us to say yes to good things and say no to bad things. Lord, oh, wow. Amen. Amen to that. Uh, uh, help us to know you more and show you more. Oh, wow, brilliant. I've never prayed such prayers, but they just somehow pick up these words. I don't know from where. They pray this prayer, and he finishes prayer, and Jessica is waiting for her opportunity. As soon as that finishes, she goes on to pray. Lord, I thank you for this lovely day. I pray for the coronavirus situation, and then she looks, no response from Elisha. I pray for the coronavirus situation, COVID situation, that everybody will be healed, and then she, he turns around and he looks, and, because basically he forgot to pray for that. She's pointing it out. That it's a prayer war, you see? And, so pray. and then, Papa, you need to say amen to the amen, amen, Lord. Yes, yes, thank you. And then she goes on praying. And as soon as she finishes, Elisha, then he's quite upset that he forgot. And then uh, he immediately, prays, oh, Lord, I pray for the coronavirus situation, let everything there. Lord, I pray for Jessica to be more obedient child <laughs> in the house. Um, uh, and listen to the parents. And then, and Elisha has a habit of clicking his fingers which we always tell him no. As soon as, and, and Jessica is waiting. Yeah, as soon as he finishes, says, Amen. Lord, I pray that Elisha doesn't click his fingers, listen to the parents all the time. Lord, yes, Lord, this is what we want. And then he grows on. Uh, well, Guys, prayer is not a war. I want you guys to be prayer warriors, <laughs> but not warring like this, okay? And then as soon as they finish, it's my turn to pray. And there's about three, four minutes to go. Even before I start, Papa, short prayer, please. Uh, we want to listen to some songs while we go there. So this is how our morning starts every single day. But it's all fun. And thank God for it. Kids are really, really um, fun, aren't they? Right. We're moving on to our topic from there. Israelites have come out. Now it's about nearly two, three months. And immediately what happens? They are a new nation. You see? They are they don't have a system in place. They don't have uh, protocols. They don't have, uh, what to say, a properly formed, organized bit, okay? So they are a new nation, very brand new, and they've come out, and they didn't even know or practiced war or anything, and suddenly they've been uh, attacked by the Amalekites, how we, see, uh, how we saw last week, and then they didn't know what to do. They had to pray, and God helped them fight and find victory now, what happens is that as they keep moving on, Moses' father-in-law, Jethro, hears the news about from elsewhere, you see? He hears the news about how this God saved the Israelites from the hand of Egyptians. Egyptians were the most really, you know, a great power. Everybody had that fear about Egyptians, and, and the Pharaoh was almost considered equal to God, and that's, that's how they... They consider the Egyptians. Oh, no, 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 you don't want to mess with the Egyptians. No, you don't want to go that end. But he hears the news that this God delivers the people of Israel. I know my son in law, he was there, he was looking after sheep, my sheep. And suddenly he goes. And he says, God appeared to me. You know, God has is, uh, is told me and he's given me this task. He's going to enable me to do that. And he goes single. I'm just thinking, what's okay? Fine. If, if you think God spoke to you, go for it. He supports him. He goes as a single man, walks into the hungry lion's den. Guess what? He walks out absolutely alive. Bringing in all the captives, delivering them. And now millions of people following and looking up to this one person, Moses, to hear from God. And he's brought them and he's defeated. And, not, and the good thing is they didn't even have to fight. They didn't even fight. God did the battle and he did amazing work and he delivered them from the hand of Egypt. Jethro is like thrown aback. Wow, this cannot be possible. No way. If that has happened, this God is definitely something. This God is definitely a great God. In fact, he was a Medianite and he was a priest, probably worshiping idols, um, and, and they had their own God systems, and he's been offering sacrifices and all that. Now he hears this, and says, I've never heard of such a God, and he's all excited. He says, I want to go and see Moses. He goes there with full of faith. And when he sees Moses, Moses comes to him. And, and he sees a whole lot of millions of people in the wilderness. And everybody looking up to Moses. This is true. This is true. What I've heard is absolutely true. Then he hears the first-hand uh, information from Moses himself. This is what our God did. I mean, this is how he saved us. He's all excited. Guess what? He became a believer. He became a believer. He just... Uh, announced it and proclaimed to the people around, This God is definitely amazing and he's above all gods. And I, and I want to worship him. Guess what? Probably he'd have brought some cattle and, and you know, as gifts to his son in law and all that he brought. I want to offer a sacrifice. Maybe that's what he'd been doing for his gods. No, this God deserves all the sacrifice and all the worship. I want to worship this God. I am really amazed by this God. So he fully fully accepts, believes, and he begins to worship this God. He's all excited. There's an absolute family re- reunion there, and they are all excited. The next day, what happens? Eli- um, blah, 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 not Elisha. Sorry. Moses gets up. I'm talking to my son all the time. So um, Moses gets up, and he sits in front of his tent, and the whole lot of people gather around him and each one, and he sees a huge queue standing up, really probably you couldn't even see the end of the queue, a queue standing up, wanting to get their cases solved, wanting to get their disputes, what to say, um, um, resolved. Because they knew Moses can hear God's voice and he can bring God's ruling into the situation. So they've been waiting. And Moses, such a servant-hearted leader, such a You know what dedicated, committed person. He sat down, not thinking of anything else, but really focused on his job, sitting there one by one, one by one, one by one. He is training. And his his father-in-law is just looking at him and thinking, what is Moses doing? What is he actually doing? Does he think he can solve everybody's? It's not he has no question about. Him hearing God's voice and, you know, bringing God's ruling into the situation. But what is he going to achieve by this? Is he going to accomplish anything? Look at him. He's all alone. And look at the people, millions of people waiting around him day after day. They stand all through the day. Probably all the cases, whatever disputes, what, in that three months what they've been having, all the people bring in Moses. Moses, come on. Tell them, Moses, we need an answer. Moses, Come on, solve this problem for us. And he is draining himself out. And he's absolutely burning himself out. And he's there. Then Jethro, a new believer now, probably received the gift of the Holy Spirit. He is like um, giving him a very godly advice. Moses, this is not the way you do it. This is not the way you do it. I can see it. You can. I'm going to give you a godly advice. You can... You know, present it to God, and if God approves, please follow this. Select capable, honest, God-fearing men who hates evil, and they can be leaders. Leaders of thousands, leaders of hundreds, leaders of fifties, and leaders of ten. Let them solve the issues, simple, small matters. And once they've done, and if they can't do it, let them go to the next person. Let them go to the higher person. Let them go to the next person. And then... If if nobody can solve it, let them come to you. In that way, you won't exhaust yourself, you won't burn yourself out, but everyone would have received what they are looking for as well. You see what an amazing, um, amazing solution, a godly advice he brings. In fact, many commentators and historians say that this is the basis of the judicial system we have in place in every country. Everywhere you have the magistrate court, we have the high court, we have the supreme court. If they don't solve it, go to the next one. If they don't, can't, and then go see. You see, the system it actually they can date it back, or when they go down where the roots or where it has come, it has come from here, and that is an absolute evidence that the Bible is real, the stories in there are real, and still. The values, many of the values are being implemented into the system. What an authentic God, what an authentic word of God we believe in. Yay. Hallelujah. So this is exactly what he did, and we are following the system. Now, this is the story. When Moses hears this, he was absolutely happy. He's very glad. He received it with joy, and he found, he selected men, um, leaders who are capable are honest who hated evil and who are God fearing and he appointed them as leaders and he was relieved he thanked Jethro and they departed this is a simple story that we are going to be looking at today I'm not gonna the reason is this is a whole lot of huge chapters so I've just told the whole story like a story and told you as it happened we are just gonna look at pick few lessons out of this and see what we can learn and how we can apply it in our lives today. Firstly, the lesson one exhaustion is not God's plan. Hallelujah. Burning out is not God's plan. Guys, I want you to understand. I'm talking to myself, Hudson, you also understand, exhaustion is not God's plan. Can I ask you something? Just turn to the person sitting next to you. Look into straight into their eye and say, are you exhausted? Oh, wow, you are doing it with so much joy. Oh, hallelujah. (laughs) Are you exhausted? Right. Thank you. Think about it. Think about the question that they said. Exhaustion. God did not plan it this way. In effect, you see, Moses didn't realize this. He was burning himself absolutely out. He's sitting there. He's... Is he doing the right thing? He's absolutely doing the right thing. He's, he's serving the people. He's serving God. He's being very honest. He's being very diligent, committed. But sadly, the way he was doing it, or not realizing few things, he was actually burning himself out. What happens a few times? Jethro could easily foresee into the future. In probably a few months' time, he would run out. He will burn out. He will collapse. That's it. I'm done. I've had enough. He could foresee it, and then he gave this godly advice. Exhaustion is not God's plan. If you are exhausted, if you are exhausted and burning out, guys, let me tell you, God is telling you, that is not my plan for you. That is not my plan for you. There's so much good that you can do otherwise. Right? This is what the verse is, Exodus. 18 verses 17 to 18. This is what Jethro says to Moses, "This is not good," Moses' father-in-law exclaimed, "You are doing to wear your, you are going to wear yourself out and the people too. This job is too heavy a burden for you to handle it all by yourself." The reason is, Moses was doing it all alone. How many of you are doing things? all alone if you think if you're thinking that i'm exhausted oh i'm absolutely burning out i'm tired guys you need to check if you are doing it all alone what happens doing like this Moses, you know performing in this way one thing he's exhausted absolutely second thing there's a huge cue and The the case is not solved. Do you understand? He's not accomplishing. That's what he's saying. You're not accomplishing anything here. Every single day, people will come and stand, and there'll be very few. We get a solution. The rest of them will go back in frustration. Oh, I need to put up with this one more day. Oh, come on. Enough is enough. They would be going out with frustration. Thirdly, there will be delay. Delay. There will be a delay in somebody getting a justice. There will be a delay in somebody getting the solution. You see, the way he was doing. It. You see, delay is also not God's plan. In God's timing, in God's way of doing things, there's nothing called delay. He's perfectly on time. We sang, you know, he's a perfect father. He's perfectly. You know where delay comes in? It's, it's with us, in the sense, we are the people in haste. We are the people who have no patience. We are the people, we, can't, we expect certain things to be done in a certain way. And what we want is that, <clears throat> when that does not happen, oh, why is it delaying? Why is God delaying? Excuse me, mate, God is not delaying. He's perfectly on time. It is, I am the one who's being impatient. I'm thinking, or oh, the way I'm doing it, the way Moses was doing it, it, was causing a delay. How many of you are single drivers in your house? Just one driver one person oh yes bless you you go and drop your kids to the school come back you get ready you go drop your wife to office you know come back go pick her up pick the kids come down and you go to office you come back go shopping you come back whenever you go oh i need to get here i need to go there give a lift all the time it is exhausting isn't it and suddenly this this happens in houses when you have one driver and suddenly the other person, you know, passes driving. It? Hallelujah. More than the person who passes the driving, the other person, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You saved me, you see. And then what happens? Your life becomes very easy, much easier because you share sharing. People drive. Do you understand? It's a simple thing that we apply. And, and what a massive change when there's another person helping you doing it exhaustion is not god's plan are you doing it all yourself can i also ask you another question are you struggling to let go some of the time you want to do it all yourself and get exhausted because you want to do it you don't want to let go of things. Oh no, well, I do it perfectly. I don't like the way they're doing it. I don't, you <clears throat> uh, get on my nose. Okay, you do it. You allow somebody, and when they do it, half the way, oh, that's not the way you do it. Oh. Okay, move, I'll do it. We don't want to let people grow. We don't let people do things. We struggle to let go. Sometimes pride can be an issue. Well, I can do it, I'm capable. I used to do it a long time. I used to manage all these things. You know, this is just a simple task. Well, I can do it. Sometimes we don't realize it is pride. Oh, no, God has called me to do this. You know, I, I, w- I want to be a perfect father. I want to be a perfect mother. I want to be, you know, the, the perfect parent. You, you know, and I want to be the best uh, employee ever, every month. And we do it. We, we, we do it all the time. We work very hard. Can you ask the question to yourself? Are you exhausted? Are you leading people into frustration? Are you frustrated? Are you causing delay? My friend, that is not God's plan. Lesson two, we need support. We need spiritual, physical, intellectual, and whatnot. Any kind of support. We need support. We need to recognize, realize that we need support. Jethro could easily recognize what Moses was going through. And immediately he went to Moses. Moses, listen, you are there doing it all alone. But stop for a minute and look around. Look around how many leaders you have. Look around. You need to realize. And as soon as he brought that, Moses stops and looks around and says, yeah, yeah. I realize now, I need support. He didn't even, he was so busy doing what he was doing, getting exhausted, burning himself out, he didn't even have time to think, actually, I need support. But when Jethro brought it, he was happily receiving it. Exodus 18, verses 21 to 22. This this is Jethro's advice to Moses. But select from all the people, some capable, honest men who fear God, and hates bribes. Appoint them as leaders over groups of 1,000, 100, 50, and 10. They should always be available to solve the people's common disputes, but have them bring the major cases to you. Let the leaders decide the small matter, smaller matters themselves. They will help you carry the load, making the task easier for you. Guys, immediately when Jethro brought it, there were so many people, but nobody dared to bring this out to Moses. But Jethro, a godly man, a new believer, probably prompted by God, he brought in. In effect, in effect, he said, who? Um, uh, Jethro, when he said, I want to give you an advice, you can take it to God. If God approves, you can do it. But the Bible, when you read the verses, Moses never went and Asked for the approval of God because he was someone who hears God's voice and he knew it is definitely God talking through him. It is definitely God talking. Through. He didn't immediately say, ah, I can sense it is God who's talking to me. Yes, I'll take the advice. Yes, immediately the Bible says he went on, he selected people and he um, proved. Guys, we all need support. Just look to the person next to you and say, You need support. (laughs) Nice. It's nice, isn't it? We need support. Guys, we cannot do it all alone. We need godly advice. We need godly advice. Do you have someone that you could go to and get some godly advice into your situation? Sometimes... We need a realignment, a restructuring of the process. The way you're doing it, the way Moses was doing it was not right. He restructured him. A simple advice was that, to restructure himself. He never said, stop what you're doing. You can do what you're doing. You continue to do, but rearrange and restructure yourself, getting the support from the people around you. What happens, you will do it better. Let me tell you an example. Um, Um... Vidya, my wife, uh, does the 24 hours, um, you know, the prayer thing every month, first Saturday. Um, What happens is, um, she used to do that. It started off, thank God, it started off during the COVID time, and, and thank God for lovely church people who are always so committedly, you know, joining in for praying together. It's great. But what she does is, she kind of prepares a theme for every month and she writes some notes, some notes on it, some verses, some an explanation to encourage people, and then you have the prayer pointers doing it. What happened? Initially, when we were COVID, when it was all locked down, she was able to do it quite easily. But once things started to get normal, it became very, very, very tight with her nursing course that she's doing, with the work along with that she's doing, and, and, and looking after the kids, and, and uh, you know church work, home and short. I'm helping, guys. Don't think, okay? I'm helping as well, um, uh, right? So what happens is she's doing all these things, and to do this, I could see her getting absolutely frustrated, not in a bad way, no, in a, in a good way, wanting, I want to get this done. I want to send this out now. I want to send this out early. I can't delay this, and trying to work out, and in a sleepless nights, getting up early, three o'clock, four o'clock in the morning, or through the night, working 12, one, two going on, I need to get this done, and and then sending it out. And she was doing a great job, and it was a blessing to the church, but she was wearing herself out. And then, thank God, I just said, Papa, I call her Papa, um, why don't you do this? You can involve other people. You know the notes or the, the encouragement or the thing that we have? We have so many gifted people in our church. Why don't you ask one person every month, can you do a small write-up to encourage others? And then I'll put some prayer points. Or you can even ask for people for prayer pointers. Okay, can you give some? Can you give some? Then she said, do you think it'll work? Or is it? Absolutely. Even if it fails, it's okay. We are all learning. We are all in the process. So what happened? She started contacting people and thinking, and now every month, every month, we have someone doing the write-up. This month, Ron is going to be doing. He's already sent it. Uh, last month, it was Debbie Messick. And then we had Susie. We had Charles. We had Lakshmiyaka do this. And we had so many people, you know, now doing it. And she is all like it. She does not have late nights now, early, very early mornings. No. She brings in, gets the pointers. Dave Demish sends some pointers. Uh, youth, he sends some pointers. The 20 sent. They collect everything, put it together, and then all that she's doing is compiling, going through that, praying, Lord bless this, and then sending it out to people. She's just organizing. And thank God she's able to organize this and, and able to do it by God's strength. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What an example. And suddenly it brings, thank you. Thank you, guys. So it, it's, it is a simple example how a small advice, restructuring ourselves, you know, can bring in. But the really needed bit in this. Is humility and teachability. Moses, being a great leader and having a voice, he didn't go to Chetro, come on, man. You just came yesterday and I'm telling you the stories and you believe and you want to make sacrifice. And now all these people look at them. They're looking at me and they're silent and they know that I hear from God's voice. And you come here walking straight right in front of me and say, you are not doing the right thing. What do you think? Who do you think you are? No, he could sense that it was God. He humbled himself. Lord, what an example. Moses is sitting here. Humble. Yes, I need support. I realize that. I realize that. I want to open up. Yes, I realize that. And he humbled himself. He was so teachable. Guys, how many of us are humble in taking advice? How many of us are teachable? It may be someone younger than you. It may be from a very new Christian who's just gone, oh, I've been 40 years I'm a Christian. And then, yeah, Yeah, I baptised you, man. And you coming and telling me uh, advice? No. Before God, do we have that humility and teachability to understand and learn? Felix goes to me last week. And we were there in the prime meeting in the evening as well. We were there, morning here, in the baptism and all that. Hudson, are you running too much? When do you rest? He asked me. I said, ah, I'm thinking. And then I said, you need to be careful. A godly man with a godly advice. He just come. no, it's okay. God will do everything. Trust in God and release. That is what, um, uh, uh, what, a, what a great advice. It helps. We need spiritual, physical, and intellectual support, okay? Finally, the last lesson we learn, we are a body. This is God's plan and God's design. You see, Moses realizes when Jethro brings in, it's not about me. It's not me being the one hearing. Then suddenly it dawns on him, actually, God chose the nation of Israel, the whole nation is chosen, not me. I'm playing a role as part of this nation, yes, but I'm not the only one chosen. Then it's, oh yeah, it's the whole nation God has chosen. God has chosen all of us, and we are a body, Okay. Um, this is what um, Exodus 18, I mean, we read this verse again. They should always be available to solve the, prob- uh, solve the people's common disputes, but have them bring the major cases to you. Let the leaders decide the smaller matters themselves. They will help you carry the load, making the task easier. Who is this? The leaders who were always with them, which Moses didn't realize. He didn't recognize They were always there. These are not people now suddenly jumping in from elsewhere. They were always there. Then it's, ah, thank God. We are a chosen people, each and every one of us. We have a gift. God is on each and every one of us, and we are called to serve each other. And then he goes with this advice. I'll just quickly whisk through a New Testament story where Jesus demonstrates this. He demonstrates in the New Testament when he is taking his disciples. He, he sent his disciples out two by two. To, come on, I bless you. Go. Go and do miracles more than me. Do they. they all went and did that, and they were all excited. Yes, Jesus, we have so much stories to come and tell you when you come back. And they came back, and she said, come, come, come. He said, guys, you must be really tired and exhausted. No, exhaustion is not my plan. Let's go rest. So they go around, and then they go on, onto the mountain to take some rest. Suddenly what happens? People see that Jesus is going, and thousands of people, nearly at least 5,000 men and their families, and all of them all of them gather, and, and Jesus had compassion over them. He's a good God. He's a, he's a very compassionate Father. We were talking about compassion, comfort that he provides. Yes, and then what he does is he teaches all day long. Now the disciples are, oh, what is Jesus doing? He could do with some godly advice. And, uh, you know, he, he, they go to Jesus. Jesus, it's getting late. Send them off. Send them off. We can't feed them. They'll go hungry. Now, now it's, it's too late. It's wilderness. In, in another translation, it says that they were in a remote place, a wilderness, ah, something very similar. And then guess what? The, and Jesus turns out to them. He says, send them. He, he turns out to them He says, you feed them. A what? You feed what? And then they, this is what they say. With what? They asked. We'd have to work for months to earn enough money to buy food for all these people. In a way, they're trying to say, Jesus, are you crazy? What? How can we feed them? And then Jesus turns out to them. Right. Go on. What to say? Um, uh, how much bread do you have? Okay. How much? Let's see how much you have. And then he says, go and find out. They go and find out, they see that there was five loaves of bread and two fish. Jesus, look, Jesus asked them to find out how many fish, sorry, how many bread he had. But they came back with more than just bread. They had carbohydrates and proteins as well. Wow, amazing. They had bread and fish. They bring it to uh, him and, says, and then Jesus said, guess what he said? Now make the people sit down in groups, hundreds and fifties. Probably then he would have sent out the disciples, the many disciples he had. Now you go and be in charge of each group. Go, go, go. Right. Now I'm going to bless the food. He blessed the food and he, the Bible says, he gave it to the disciples. Now you go and share it. You go and share it with the people. How wonderfully a great leader, Jesus, demonstrates this to us. We need support. Guys, exhaustion is not God's plan. We need support. We are a body. So he is demonstrating this. Most of the time, you go to Jesus with a problem. He turns out to you and says, you are the solution. You are the solution. Turn to the person sitting next to you and say, you are the solution. You are the solution. Well, actually, I went with a problem. No, you are the solution. How? How can I do it? Go and find what you have. Most of the time, we are so thoughtful about the problem. We are so focusing, meditating on it, exaggerating it. What happens is we struggle to find what we have. And Jesus says, what do you have? Go and find out. When you find out, you'll see. We have an evidence here. When you go and search and find, you will only be shocked to see that you will find more than what you expected. Hallelujah. And then... What happens? Jesus blesses it. When you bring what you have to him, yes, Lord, this is the problem. And, and if we are a body. We, you have called us to do it together. Here, I, I bring it to you. He blesses it and he multiplies it. That You see, there was no delay. The problem was solved. And, and, and how did he do it? Jesus could have done it any otherwise, but you are the solution for the problem. This is how God is. We are a body. Each and every one of you and me, we are the solution. We are put in this world wherever we are. In our families, in the workplace, in our communities, in great denim, wherever we meet, we are the solution. Let's bring what we have before God. What we need to do is that we need to identify resources and strength. We need to identify strength. You can look around and see who is strong in war. You can look down and see what resources we have. We can look around and see who is good in health service here, who is a teacher, who is a plumber, who is an electrician, who is what. And this is physical. And then who's got praying gift, who's got prophetic gift, who's got the gift of healing, who's got the gift of good advice, wisdom. Let me look around. And it hasn't gone anywhere else. God is not finding a solution for you outside. The disciples were searching for a solution from outside. Jesus said the solution lies within the body. Church, we are we have been blessed so much with one another. You know what the greatest blessing the church has? It's not the whole, it's not this, 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 and all this equipment, it's not the offering. No, it's you. It's you are the greatest blessing. Lena came and uh, shared a wonderful testimony story. After 27 years, I might get emotional. After 27 years, God has delivered her. Amazing, isn't it? What a miracle. But it was not just Jesus and Lena. I know how much input Ron has given into that. I know how much his community group has supported her, been with her through this journey. They went on the journey together Then our Greece. And this was like this. The church, how much they support, how much they prayed. And you see God's miracle working through that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Guys, we need to identify resources and strength. We need to trust and empower and release one another. You need to trust. We have trust issues. Sometimes, like, oh, why should I go and share with them my problem? Oh, we have this problem, isn't it? We have, uh, I don't want to, you know, share myself. Mm-hmm. No, let's trust in God. Trust in, in, in His design, in His solution. And let's empower and release one another. Let's share the Lord by simplifying it and spreading the weight. Let us be accountable to each other. Do you have a very accountable friend? Can I encourage you, if you don't have, can you find one? Whom, to whom you can be absolutely open about and honest and, and require prayer, a trustworthy, a confident, someone who keeps things confidential, not goes about you know, sharing with everyone, but a trustworthy friend. Do you have such an accountable friend? That is God's design, guys. I go to Tim. I go to Ensign Uncle. I go to Felix. I go to people around. The Andrekas, I go to Andrekka. I go to Mornanan. I go to friends. I find friends. And I go to him. We all need such friends within the church. And, and, and the solution lies here. And what happens is we will not be in exhaustion. We will not be in frustration. And there won't be delay. We will achieve more. Hallelujah. Amen. And we are called to do this. I just want to put a reflection slide um, up there, please. The, some of the questions, can I encourage you to ask yourself? And then we're going to pray. These are questions you ask your own self be honest to yourself before God am I coping well am I being real or am I pretending we are so good at this we are so good at this we pretend as if everything is normal our life is perfect thank you Jesus hallelujah By the way we worship, by the way we act, by the way we do things, we think, no, God knows you're struggling. You know you're struggling. Why don't you be real? Who can I approach for some godly advice? Do you have a friend, an accountable friend? Can you think of someone for godly, open, honest, godly advice? Are you ready? Am I ready to let go? Or you want to hold on to things? What is your gift? What is my gift, and how can you use it to help others, support others, like Jethro came forward? And this is the uh, very important question Are you looking for perfection or participation? When you answer that question, ask this question What is God expecting you to do? Is He expecting you to be perfect, or is He expecting you to participate? Come on, guys. We are a body. We are together to support each other. Lovely way Fran brought in. God gives us this comfort. He takes us through this path so that so that we will comfort others. There are so many whom we can support in each other. Let's be real and honest, good friends with each other. Identify gifts. We will empower and release them to do. And, and, and you know, Let's let's have God's way among us as one body as one church. Hallelujah. Can I request you to stand please? I know many of us responded last week when we asked for well, who needs prayer. Let's pray. Guys, remember the solution lies within. Exhaustion is not God's plan. We need support. You need support. We are a body together. And this is God's design and God's plan for us. If this is speaking to you now, if, this is, if you are being motivated to stop pretending anymore, but to be real and to say, yes, Lord, I need support. I recognize, I realize, I need support. Just ask God from wherever you are. Just ask God. He sees your heart. Where man can only see the faith, the Bible says, God sees the heart. He knows you. The thing is, he knows you better than you know yourself. But this is God's design. This is how he brings in solution. He wants you to Get the support from the church, from fellow believers, from fellow friends, from fellow believers who've been redeemed by God, from fellow believers who've received the gifts of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says each and every one of us have at least one gift. At least one gift. So everybody is gifted. Everybody is gifted through the Holy Spirit. And let you allow the Holy Spirit to work through that person In your life do you need advice do you need to restructure and realign yourself do you need an accountable friend who could pray with you support you give you good advice be on a journey with you like how the community group was with Lena and help you receive the miracle of Jesus in your life yes are you ready to give what you have for Jesus to bless and multiply you are the solution. You are the solution. Even during our fellowship time, after that, I would say, guys, have nice fellowship time. Enjoy. But at the same time, be honest with each other. You know, and, and, and pray with each other. Support each other in the best way that you could do. Receive support. Be humble and teachable to do that. God bless each and every one of us. Father, we commit this time into your hands. Thank you that we are a body. Thank you that exhaustion is not your plan. We realize we need support, Lord. We need you. We cannot do it without you. And thank you for this amazing blessing, the church, the fellow believers, gifted believers that you have given each and every one of us. Help us to, Lord, be honest and open and real and and be humble enough to receive advice, receive support and, and achieve things more. Stop delay. Stop getting frustrated and exhausted, Lord. Yes, Father, we need you. We pray for your deliverance among us. We pray for the strongholds to break in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Come, Lord. Holy Spirit, have thine own way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.